0: Welcome to Infoblox Threat Talk, where you'll find the latest thinking on how to tap the full potential of the cloud while making your network more reliable, secure, and automated. Welcome to Threat Talk, a new podcast series from Infoblox. My name is Peter Schof, and I've been covering IT security for going on 15 years. In this series, we're setting out to map the current cybercrime threatscape. With the help of both experts and hackers, we're digging into what threats companies are facing today and exactly what these companies need to do to combat these threats. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Michael Zuckerman, a consulting senior product marketing manager at Infoblox. Zuckerman is a seasoned B2B product marketing and marketing strategy consultant with experience in cybersecurity and enterprise SaaS software markets. He has extensive domain experience in all facets of cybersecurity. And today, we're going to cover the MITRE ATT&CK framework. So first of all, Mike, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast thank you for having me so let's just give the basics now what exactly is the MITRE ATT&CK framework and how does it help companies anticipate security attacks
1: okay the MITRE ATT&CK framework is a freely available knowledge base of cyber attacker tactics and techniques that have been gathered by actual observation of attackers just so you know the attack acronym stands for adversarial tactics techniques and common knowledge mitre attack basically enables anyone on the cyber defense team to review attacker activity and then understand you know what are the options for defense at the thousand foot view mitre attack is viewed as a matrix which provides 12 top level tactics arranged as columns and each one has A navigable taxonomy to all of the applicable techniques. Each of the 12 tactics includes roughly between 9 to 67 or so techniques that are used, and sometimes the techniques are used by multiple tactics. Tactics at a very high level represent the goals that the attacker is trying to achieve. For example, one primary tactic is exfiltration. In the miter attack taxonomy, exfiltration includes all of the techniques that an attacker might use to steal data from your systems. As an attacker gathers data, they usually package and camouflage it to avoid detection by your software. So, techniques, on the other hand, If you think of tactics representing the goals, techniques represent the different ways that cyber attackers can achieve the goals and objectives of the tactic. So if you're working with the attack matrix, you can drill into techniques by double clicking on the uh, technique ID or name. It's a very interactive dashboard. And then you'll see data that provides more explanation of the technique ways you can mitigate it and examples of malware associated with the use of the technique in terms of the second part of your question about how it helps companies anticipate security attacks mitre attack provides a pretty pure and objective environment in which to assess risk so you can answer questions like what are the gaps in your protection based upon likely threats today exactly. And it's all there in front of you, right? It's it's not driven by emotion in the room. Once you understand this, your organization can make objective decisions and address these risks, identify priorities, and drive your business decisions. Well, that sounds like it makes a lot of sense. And it sounds pretty comprehensive, too. Now, let's follow
0: pretty much to the next question, which is why is it important to understand post-attack behavior
1: with cybersecurity? Well, post attack behavior really refers to the attacker's behavior once they're inside of your network. And I think we all know anecdotally that the perimeter is dead or dying and that it is very likely in today's environment that at some point an attacker will successfully penetrate your network, right? So a mitre attack takes a much closer look at them and their behavior once they get in, given that assumption a detailed focus on this post-exploit attacker behavior is the best way to find and stop an ongoing attack before data exfiltration or some destructive behavior can be achieved. The MITRE ATT&CK framework is important and somewhat different because it really enables you to think like an attacker. This helps you balance the defensive measures you have against the steps an attacker will likely take. MITRE ATT&CK brings that sort of common taxonomy and consistent language to describe the objectives of all the cyber attackers, and then a step-by-step map of the tactics and techniques they use. So this common lexicon really enables you to communicate clearly with others on your team in the cyber defense community and to understand more precisely the exact details of a threat. And so ATT&CK gives you this framework for describing your security controls, processes, and these cyber-attacker activities in a way that makes you more productive and helps you communicate more clearly. That's great.
0: Interestingly enough, at this very moment, I'm watching Mindhunter on Netflix, which where the FBI is just at this point starting to realize they need to understand the mind of a serial killer to try to catch them, which this seems somewhat parallel to. Uh, now, what are some of the key cyber-attacks the framework helps
1: protect from? So, MITRE ATTACK truly allows you to model and evaluate your security controls, personnel, and processes against any and all known and even unknown cyber threats. Unknown meaning something you or more likely if you have a red team, they decide to model something new that they've never seen before, but they want to try it against your your infrastructure. For example, to view uh, more unknown threats, you can use MITRE ATT&CK to drill down into the group APT3 and you'll see an overview of the group, and you'll see different data. Depending on the threat intelligence source or the publicly reported data, APT3 consists of many associated group descriptions, which MITRE ATT&CK has assembled and conclusively identified as the same APT3 group. So if you hear of Gothic Panda, you've probably heard of that, Buckeye Threat Group 0110. Mm -hmm. These are some of the many names for APT3, and MITRE helps pull that Together for you, and finally, it helps protect you from the threats based upon cyber threats most likely in your industry environment, and ideally suggested by your related threat intelligence. You know, every bank is similar but not the same, right? And so, Mitre sure. Attack can help you protect against all of that stuff.
0: Well, that sounds great. Now, I think you said MITRE ATT&CK is open source. So where does Infoblox come in using this MITRE
1: ATT&CK framework? Well, Infoblox, as your audience may know, is a leader in providing threat intelligence and has many customers using our services today. Threat intelligence is a core component of a product we call Blocks One Threat Defense. And inside of that, we have Dossier, which is one of our key threat indicator research tools. So Dossier provides contextual information on identified threats from sources, perhaps over a dozen concurrently, right? We combine the miter attack data with detailed attacker background, known domains, emails, file hashes, IPs, methods, you know to give an organization a unique understanding of the attacker process and how to stop them. And we combine that into our dossier model. So as customers research threats within dossier, or they seek to find additional information on threats we alert them to, we immediately give them an option of viewing the MITRE attack tactics and techniques as we've mapped them out. And this provides huge customer benefits. It gives your SOC team time savings and enable them to analyze something more quickly, be more precise, and perhaps stop an exfiltration that might be an hour or two away. Right.
0: Now, I think you've said previously that, essentially, a network attack nowadays is inevitable. So, does this framework actually help you tell who the cyber attackers are? How is that even possible?
1: Well, as it turns out, and I suspect the FBI would agree wholeheartedly, it is very hard for attackers to change their tactics, techniques, and procedures. There's a human element to who each attacker is and each group is and how they operate. It is a fingerprint of exactly who they are. So as they move from technique to technique, They provide clues and hints to their identity, the likely next steps that they will take to the left or the right, and the best ways to stop them before they can exfiltrate and steal your data and impact your operations. There's also guidance for detection and all of the publicly available references to data associated with a specific technique. So you can use the map to sort of backtrace and try to understand who you're dealing with based upon the things that they do. By mapping the attacker tactics, techniques, and procedures with MITRE ATT&CK, you can develop an idea of who they are, what they might do next, and the best way to stop them. So it's a very powerful tool to observe their behavior, map it, and then understand it through MITRE ATT&CK.
0: Clearly, MITRE ATT&CK is not the only cybersecurity framework. Are there other cybersecurity frameworks that are needed?
1: Yes. There are a bunch that are not only needed but in production. Let's look through the list of those that are most important. Lockheed Martin Cyber Kill Chain, what you call the ISO, International Organization for Standard 2700, NIST, and something called COBIT. I'll tell you a little bit about each one. So the Lockheed Martin cyber kill chain framework is perhaps the most well-known, and they're famous, right? The cyber kill chain defined the original seven steps of how an attacker does recon, weaponization, so on and so forth. And so that's a really useful framework that's been around a long time. It tends to start at the very upfront activity that an attacker does when they're figuring out how they're going to break in. So, it's very early in the process. ISO 2700 is promulgated by the International Organization for Standards. And they basically corral about 164 member national standards bodies to build this standard. And all of us have run into ISO standards. You know, uh, I'm an electrical engineer by background, and, you know, ISO has been everywhere defining standards. The NIST cybersecurity framework, of course, is developed by the National Institute of Standards and Technology. This is an important framework. NIST. Is mandated by charter to identify and develop cybersecurity risk frameworks, and they want this to be adopted by what they call critical infrastructure users and operators, which is my bank your manufacturing company, and government agencies. As in the case of MITRE ATT&CK, the NIST framework has also built out a common language that's very useful. And I would say that NIST and MITRE ATT&CK are complementary in many ways. Most organizations find benefits in using both. Uh, The last COBIT has a mysterious acronym. You'd never guess it. It's Control Objectives for Information and Related Technologies. And if you know ISACA, I-S-A-C-A, which is a biggest Association in the U.S. for System Audit and Information Technology. You've run into COVID before. It's another excellent framework. MITRE ATTACK is distinguished from all these frameworks I just mentioned by the fact that there's a deep and detailed focus on what the attack looks like from the attacker's perspective, and a focus on the detail post-compromise. In other words, once they're in the network, we still have many opportunities to stop them and slow them down. And so that's where MITRE ATT&CK rolls up its sleeves. Excellent. I did just record a podcast
0: on NIST. So if anyone wants any more information on that, I recommend you give that a listen.
1: Now, Mike, can you give me an overview of the MITRE ATT&CK adversary emulation plans? Yes. MITRE ATT&CK has actually built out some specialized plans. They call them adversary emulation plans to show how attackers are connecting techniques sequentially. So you sort of see the map of their behavior, which relates to who they are. It's their fingerprint, right? This enables your penetration testers, aka your red teams, to show or exhibit the same behavior and to some extent even use the same tools to model the same attacks. If you have a blue team, it's a better way for them to understand attackers' continue to test and assess their security controls, you know, identify gaps and so on and so forth. Attack emulation plans really help with attack diagnosis. And by identifying the suspect group you'll have a better shot at knowing what are they going to do next because we know who they are, we know their fingerprint, and we're watching them now, right? So far, attack emulation plans have been limited availability to a few attackers that MITRE has cataloged, but the list is growing, and I think they'll become an indispensable tool and core part of MITRE attack over time as the library gets built out. Now, for companies listening to
0: this, what do they need to do to get started with a MITRE attack?
1: Okay, so initially, the easiest first step is to select the security controls you have in your current environment and then map them back to MITRE ATT&CK. So it's sort of an assessment of the controls you have against the tactics and techniques which execute against them. So you look at the matrix, you know, and you say, okay, Here's what my firewall is supposed to do. Does it do that? Yes, it does, but it's missing these other things. I found some gaps here. And, you know, not all firewalls are alike. Not all IDS, IPS systems are alike. Not all DLP is alike. And so you really want to see how your security controls map back to that environment. Once you do this and you assess these threats, you can now make decisions to improve your defenses. Right? And if you're really good, you can make this part of your software development lifecycle, your SDLC, and iterate this continually, improve your defensive posture, address risk, and, of course, reduce risk. In this process, right, the red team takes the view of the attacker in this process the blue team looks at security controls and thinks about what are the tactics and techniques they should expect so it really ties together the picture for you mitre attack really lets you paint the bigger picture and once you have that bigger picture you know you can answer the toughest questions what threats are most worrisome because of the defenses the security controls i have right now what new security controls do we need? And here's how I can justify this. Right? It's it's not black magic. It's here's the yeah. matrix. Here's what we have to defend against, and which of our security controls are actually protecting us? Can you answer the question? How are my security controls working today? And MITRE ATTACK is one of those tools that helps you do that.
0: It definitely sounds like it should be part of the software development lifecycle of the MITRE ATTACK framework. Now. I love use cases. Can you give me one or two where you brought in the MITRE ATT&CK and what it did for a company?
1: Yes, MITRE ATT&CK is used very frequently for red team penetration testing. It's a key use case. Red team tactics and techniques have evolved over the years, but they really haven't gelled. There's no handbook of absolute best practices that should be employed. MITRE ATT&CK helps the red team use a common language and an organized, standardized approach to selecting tactics and the techniques that support them in the testing they do, so that the red team can you know, now model specific real-world attackers, see their techniques, the sequence in which they deploy them, and even use the specific software tools which they deploy. This is a very big use case for MITRE ATT&CK. Another one that's emerging is called breach and attack simulation. This is a pretty cool use case. MITRE ATT&CK supports an emerging ecosystem of third-party vendors that allow the user to automate breach and attack simulation with a software tool that's based on the MITRE ATT&CK framework. So you can pick specific tactics and techniques and emulate an attack on your production infrastructure in a careful way. And then see how your security controls are actually protecting you. You know, there's a bunch of vendors out there, names like AttackIQ, people that have all wrapped us around MITRE, and it's very powerful. The fact that you can automate and you could test every day. Is my firewall still working as I thought it would? And is it providing the defense against these 12 MITRE attack techniques that I thought it was protecting against? And if that thing gets misconfigured, or changed by some user or some IT process, the next day that test will say it's not protecting you. So it's a very powerful use case for MITRE attack, and one that is emerging. Of course, threat intelligence is another use case, which is where we tie in to this important need. You know, security ops centers and blue teams. Really try to respond quickly to threat intelligence data. That most of the time, their reaction is, What do you recommend we do about this? Another threat intelligence report, what do I do about it? The cyber attackers are moving fast and we're generating a lot of data for them. And so they need to move from a dependence on incidents of compromise, you know, the metrics like hash and signature and IP they're overwhelmed with that stuff. They need a more behavioral approach to gain advantage over the attacker. So MITRE ATT&CK provides a way to structure threat intelligence. And threat intelligence is a big part of what we do to help our customers. So rather than focus on indicators those hard metrics I mentioned, we focus instead with MITRE on specific behavior. We can map that back to the attacker technique, present better and organized data that the defenders can use to identify gaps and risk and a mitigation plan. And once again, this ties in with the work Infoblox is doing and our capabilities within Block's One Threat Defense. Yeah, I like that it's based on actual behavior of
0: the cyber attackers. Now, this is a huge topic, and I think for people listening, somewhat frightening as well. Now, if you wanted listeners to come away with one takeaway from this
1: podcast, if that's even possible to do, what would you say you want people to remember from this? I think that single takeaway would be that the value from using a tool like miter Attack is truly compelling. At the most basic level, MITRE ATT&CK allows the security operations center team, the defenders, to crisply identify the nature of a threat, to map that threat back to the controls that should protect against it, and then ultimately determine, is that control effective? MITRE ATT&CK makes it easier for you to improve your cyber defenses. Cyber defense teams can Better design a strategy for the right security controls against the likely threats, the TTPs, you know, the risks they have, and remediate the gaps in their defense. Finally, always remember that mitre attack can help you produce a measurable, objective way to assess your cybersecurity. A consistent language, a consistent lexicon a consistent set of attacks framed out in a very clear way that you can use to assess your own coverage and performance for your security controls against the threats you think are most likely in your environment. So, look, we're glad to help. If you want to know more about how you can benefit from MITRE ATT&CK or learn more about our dossier tool, you know, just reach out to us and we'll connect you with the right people. Thank you again for your time. Definitely. And I think everybody in the C-suite loves the idea of something measurable
0: to assess their security profile. This is Peter Schoff of Threat Talk, speaking with Michael Zuckerman of Infoblox. For listeners looking for more information on this topic, I recommend going to the Infoblox website. Under the tab Resources, you can click on White Papers and find all sorts of topics on security. I want to thank listeners for joining me on another Threat Talk podcast. You've been listening to Infoblox Threat Talk, To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about maintaining a secure, always-on network that enables digital transformation, visit www.infoblocks.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.